0: Davis Financial Advisors is a branch office of and securities offered through Independent Financial Group, member FINRA and SIPC. Sean Davis is a registered representative of Independent Financial Group. The interpretation and organization of these ideas are the confidential thoughts of Sean Davis and do not necessarily represent the opinions of IFG Incorporated. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value or liquidity, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment strategy will be profitable. And now, Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, independent investment services for pursuing your Investment goals. Here's your host, Sean Davis.
1: Good Saturday morning to all of you that are joining us. You're listening to Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors. And I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. I'm going to be your host for the next couple of hours as we discuss the uncommon, the different, the less widely known investments, investment strategies, ideas in the world today. You're along with me as we're going to discuss it all. All right, starting off the show today, we're going to talk about playing defense with this current investment market, the stock market. As any raving NFL fan will tell you, most teams win championships because they have an excellent defense. When you think about investing, it is critically important to strategize and plan for your defense. Today, I'm going to give you and discuss 11 strategies that can help you mitigate the risk of another market crash. We've seen a lot of volatility begin this year. I don't know if you noticed a lot of volatility. And if we have another crash, you know, wipes out 30, 40, 50% or more of your portfolio, I want you to be prepared. I want you to have a plan. You know, it's like um, we got an email from my kid's school and they're going to do a um, a test on Monday, they're going to be a lockdown drill. As you know, unfortunately, in this world we live in, you know they got to they got to rehearse these things in case there's an event, um, you know, like we've seen throughout the nation sometimes. And you know, it's alarming as a parent to to get one of those emails that they're going to practice this because it reinforces in your own mind that something bad could happen. And I think it's important that they be prepared. So along those same lines, I'm going to do the same thing for you. Talk about some defensive strategies, rehearse, talk about ideas that you can take advantage of now in case you're a little nervous about these market highs. With the stock market at all-time highs having run up for almost six years, I'm just saying, might be time to reduce some of your exposure. Here's a different analogy for you. In my opinion, staying fully invested in the stock market today might be similar to you driving 120 miles an hour. Oh, my to get your dentist appointment five minutes early. Why would you ever do that? The risk versus the reward. Relationship isn't worth it, right? Why would you want to arrive five minutes early for that pain? I mean, the 120 miles an hour? Sometimes, sometimes that can be fun if you're on a track, but no, not getting to the dentist five minutes early. If you're gonna take some money off the table, Sean, if I'm gonna take the money off the table, is there a strategic way to do so? Yes! I'm glad you asked. Strategy number two, sell your winners against your losers in your after-tax accounts. you got to break up your investments into pre-tax versus after-tax. In after-tax accounts, you might feel a bit chagrined to sell something now that has had significant gains, and it creates an adverse tax impact. In other words, who wants to pay more taxes, right? So this is understandable. However, in the simplest of forms, how does the opposite of that strategy work? Does it make sense to lose money... If the stock market corrects just to avoid a taxable gain? In other words, does it, does it make sense to lose a buck to protect 35 cents? Not to me. The loss is dollar for dollar, and the tax benefit is muted by your tax bracket. In other words, it does not make sense to me, call me crazy, to lose a buck trying to avoid 35 cents in tax. I've seen many investors do exactly that, and they end up with a lot different perspective a little bit later undoubtedly you have some winners and some losers in your investment portfolio one of the ways to pare down your investment holdings is to sell stocks with substantial gains against ones that have performed poorly for example if you have an investment position that's gained substantially in the last few years you could sell those positions against any of your other holdings that have lost value okay so for example right now uh, maybe you've had gains on some part of your portfolio maybe energy, if you have it as part of your portfolio, maybe that's down. So maybe you sell your winners against your losers. To be clear, this is a strategy that attempts to reduce your overall market allocation. Uh, We don't need to worry about the wash rule as you're not intending to buy the stock back in the short term. In any given year, you can write off or offset investment gains against investment losses. However, if you have more losses than you have gains... And you can only write off up to three thousand per year of your remaining losses moving forward our firm doesn't give legal or tax advice so please consult with your own tax professional before making any significant investment moves that have a big tax impact strategy number three consider selling investments and your qualified retirement accounts first before you sell off your after-tax accounts if you cannot reduce your overall portfolio exposure in your after-tax accounts because of the large investment gains and resulting tax, then you should consider reducing your overall market positions in your IRAs, your 401Ks, and your 403Bs. Qualified retirement accounts are tax-deferred accounts, so the tax implications of making big moves out of the stock market have no impact. This can be one of the simplest and least tax-burdening moves you can make to reduce your overall stock market exposure. If you have investments in retirement accounts, all the growth in those accounts is deferred into the future until you start to take those investment withdrawals. As a result of this tax deferral, you do not pay taxes along the way on your investment gains. Now, to be clear, with after-tax investing, you do not pay any tax on the gains, assuming you do not sell. However, this strategy is about reducing your exposure to the market. We talked about that. It's at all-time highs. It's prudent, maybe, to take some money off the table, which means you might want to sell if you sell your investments inside a 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, 457 plan or 403b plan man that's like number word soup <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that can be hard to say. You do not pay taxes on the gains either because everything is deferred. This is one of the reasons why it's so important to look at the big picture of your total investment portfolio. When you step back and look at the 30,000-foot view of your investment assets, some investments will become the obvious best place for change, while you might want to sit tight on other assets. And that's where a really, really good advisory firm and a really good financial advisor might be able to help you out. And that is why you should call this number right now, 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, and I'm going to give you three things, three things for free, complimentary, if you call the number, 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you a Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you a white paper, Davis Financial Advisors' white paper called 2015's a New Year. It's going fast. Kind of like me talking fast. It's going fast. 2015 is a new year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'll give you that one as well. And also, uh, right when we get back from the break, we're going to talk to Dan Schaefer. I'm going to give you a Schaefer market report, his up-to-the-minute latest investor guide, talking about what the markets are doing and what he sees. All of them are yours if you dial 800 682 2806. It's toll free. 800 682 2806. Now, in a little over six minutes, I'm going to have Dan Schaefer on the air talking about the markets for your benefit don't go anywhere my name is sean davis this is uncommon investments and resources wealth is relative to some it's a multi-million dollar investment
2: portfolio to others it's a secure retirement plan and to some it's simply being healthy with enough income to cover your monthly bills wealth is defined by you and the potential for it to be impacted has never been greater Is your identity secure? What if somebody got a hold of your bank account and took just a little each month, barely enough to notice, until it was too late, and when you did notice, you were in trouble? We all know that feeling of significant financial concern, the stress, the sleepless nights, discussions with a spouse, arguments even. These things can be prevented, but you have to take action, and that's why Davis Financial Advisors are ready to provide you the critical information to help you prevent risk to your wealth, however you define it. Don't let the lack of action on your part create a challenge to your financial future. Call now to get the White Papers on Wealth Risks, 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com.
0: And now, here's your host, Sean Davis, talking about all things financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always.
1: Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about playing defense right now with your investment portfolio. We've come to the point in the show where I'm going to have a guest on to discuss the markets, volatility, and your money. I'm going to interview Dan Schaefer. Dan Schaefer is the president and CEO of Schaefer Asset Management, Inc. He's also a certified public accountant, a chartered financial consultant. He has a master's degree in accounting, um, a bachelor's science degree from Syracuse University with a major in speech communications. He offers three decades' worth of market experience from the floor of the New York Futures Exchange, where he traded for his own account, to Coopers & Lybrand, Bear Stearns, Hembrack & Quist. He also managed his own commodity and currency hedge funds from 2002 to 2008, of which he now only trades commodities and currencies for his own account. His firm, Schaefer Asset Management, has been a money management advisor for funds such as um, Societe Generale and Deutsche Bank. Currently, Schaefer Asset Management is a registered investment advisor managing private client capital in the Schaefer Stock Investment Program. Uh, Dan Schaefer has been quoted in major publications and blogs. He's been written about in Business Week, both the magazine and their online version. He's also been a regular—this is probably where you've seen him— all the time. He's also been a regular featured guest on the Fox Business Network shows, which have included appearances as a weekly corner guest on the former Opening Bell show. Wiley Press published his book called Profiting in Economic Storms, A Historic Guide to Surviving Depression, Deflation, Hyperinflation, and Market Bubbles, and we're happy to have him on the show. Dan, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good morning to you as well. Uh, Happy to have you on the show. Glad you're with us. And I just want to talk about the, the market. Since the last time you were on, we've hit now new highs mm-hmm. in the market. What what do you think is going on, Dan?
3: Well, there's definitely this push to uh, put money in the markets, not only by the central banks, but by some of the managers, because they don't have any other options, according to what they say, when interest rates are so low. The, the, the old adage is that if, when interest rates are low, you got to look for returns, so people are now adding risk, which is what the central banks are trying to do is get people to add tremendous amount of risk to their portfolios to chase returns we not only see it shown in the stock market but it's also in the low grade or junk bond market because yields there have dropped dramatically also so people are chasing yield and when you chase yield you get bubbles and uh, it's part of what i wrote in my book uh, which you had mentioned that we are in a cycle of a uh, bubble that's being created by central bank activity coordinated because it's not just the United States. This is globally.
1: And Dan, we've, we've had a lot of of news recently. I mean, the, uh, the extension of the Greece debt. I mean, the markets are responding to that. What Yellen says. I mean, it seems like the markets are very tenuous. And then all this volatility. If we haven't, uh, if you haven't noticed, you know, for those of us that, that are listening, the market started off extremely volatile. A lot of days where the market was up or down 100 points or more. Is is that what's playing out right now? You got kind of the the new guard looking at the old guard, and you got traders moving against, you know, uh, other traders. Is that why we're seeing all this volatility?
3: Yes that's part of it, and, as you mentioned uh, you know i do I do actively trade for myself, so I know I follow the markets during the day religiously, and you can clearly see that there's a tug of war going on between the professionals and the central banks. The central banks are trying to push it up, and the professionals are looking at some of the other technical indicators and in earnings and growths and, and multiples and saying, "Wait a minute, we're a little too high so We'll get certain spurts, and they'll they'll actually come in at certain parts of the day. In, in you know, sometimes between ten and ten thirty in Eastern time, and then one thirty when they get back from lunch, you see the, the market go up or down for, with activity. So there is definitely this tug of war. But my argument has always been that what the what the central banks are trying to do is convince people that the markets are safe. They're trying to convince people that volatility is low so that the VIX or the volatility index continues to try to spike up and then it comes back down. And that measurement is based on the bid and ask spreads of options and futures and the whole thing. I don't want to get into detail, but they're trying to say to everybody, look, we're going to keep interest rates low. There's not going to be a lot of return here, so you better start taking some risk and throwing money in the market. Now, you had mentioned this earlier in, in your show People did that, and where did they go? They went to the oil market, the energy markets, and they rallied up energy prices to astronomical levels, and and energy stocks went up to levels that they haven't seen before, and then they just got cut in half. That's dangerous, and that's just the first sector to go. This could really start to accelerate into other areas. So what we're having today, Sean, in our current economic policy in the United States and now globally is manipulation of the markets. It's very clear to me and they're actually coming out and saying that the Dallas Fed president came out and said yes we are pushing up the markets but yet there's no mandate in the um at the federal reserve that says that their job is to push up stock markets So we're getting some really strange things happening, and that's where this audit, the Fed, is starting to take hold in Washington. And and what I'm trying to explain is that we are in an environment that we haven't seen since the 1920s. Remember, the Federal Reserve came out in 1913, and it was because of a 1907 crash. So... This is what we have going on today, and it's musical chairs. So those managers that are in positions, and when you talked about the volatility, when they sense that something could go wrong, they'll take the market down real fast, and we've seen that before.
1: So tell us, tell us how, you, how you get a gauge on what's going on both globally and nationally based on the research you've done in your Schaefer Market Report.
2: Well,
3: I take history, and I look at what's happened throughout history, because history has a sense of repeating itself. Markets repeat themselves, and I follow cycles, and these cycles happen in nature, and they also happen in markets, and they happen with people. Like, for instance, uh, you know, I heard the other day, going back to the 1970s, that there hasn't been uh, this much snow in the New- Northeast, and then also went back to 1938. So I look at these cycles uh, – excuse me, 1934 – so I look at these cycles – and I say okay we 're in thirty five year forty year cycles. there are seven year cycles, there are four year cycles there 's all different types, but what I try to do is connect the dots and put that all together. I follow the currencies, I follow the equity market, I follow the interest rate market, and I also follow political things, how people are are, are swaying, what people are thinking what 's going on around the world. I mean, we, right now we're going into a world where turmoil is beginning to lift its head again, like it did during the late se- or early and late 70s. Uh, we have a lot of fighting going on. We have a lot of political issues between countries and governments, and we have uh, what's going on with Putin and, and in Russia and Ukraine. We have what's going on in the Middle East, and we have this ISIS issue. ISIS is a serious issue. So these are all political pieces that do fall into how the markets will react and how the cycles are. And so right now, the cycles are pointing to me that we're in a euphoric stage in the equity market. And the equity market is lagging behind what reality is, what's happening in in the real world. And in the real world, there's tremendous amounts of uncertainty. And, of course, the old saying is the market climbs a wall of worry. And that is absolutely true. But at some point, the reality sets in. And when it sets in, it gets pretty severe. So we have a market now that's been induced since the bottom in 2000, 2009, which has cycled up now to a cycle high, which is a 35-year 30 year cycle and a 70-year cycle that goes back to the 1930s. And we have similar events that are taking place Back in the 30s, we had a depression. Back in the 70s, we had an inflationary environment. If you remember, interest rates were 20%, 18%, 20%. And now we're cycling down into a deflationary environment. And this deflationary environment is a lot worse than an inflationary environment because you you can control inflation by raising interest rates. You can't really control deflation because you can only drop your rates so low, which goes to zero. Then you can try doing what our current Federal Reserve is doing, is trying to buy and monetize the debt of the United States. That's not working. And then you can also have municipalities having issues where their debt is starting to falter and trying to save them and have austerity measures like we see trying to go on in Greece and and Europe and Italy and, and some of the other countries there. That's not working. If it was working, we wouldn't have a GDP estimate. Of course, I don't believe these numbers to begin with, but they're coming out with 2.1 and inflation way below target. So it's not working. So what happened? People have psychologically changed the way they spend money. They're just not spending it the way they used to on top of the fact that they don't have it they lost a lot of money in their housing, they've lost their security and their jobs. They did lose a lot of money in their investment accounts regardless that the stock market's up. A lot of people are not participants in this. The population has gotten older, as you mentioned Harry Dent before, I respect his work tremendously. Population growth is in the uh, the bulk of it is now in the older years. Those people were are now being Punished for low interest rates because they saved all their lives and they can't live off of the interest rates. So they're not spending. They lost their spending power. So the real thing that's only keeping up this market based on this cycle, if you look at the balance sheet of our Federal Reserve, which is just under $5 trillion, and our stock market up from the 2000, 2009 low of about $5 trillion. Connect the dots and tell me where we are, and that's really what's going on. People have people realize what's going on, but they're not involved with the market.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to talk with everyday average folks, and most people, you know, they're happy that the market's up, but they can't necessarily give you a good answer as to why. Uh, they feel nervous. You know, in terms of climbing that wall of worry, that's a great point. So let me ask you a question, Dan. For those that are listening— I want to help somebody that's listening right now that may be climbing that wall of worry themselves. What, I mean, is there a single best um, thing to watch or a couple different things that you would recommend that people watch that could be a predictor of what you worry about that could be lying ahead? I mean, what what do you pay attention to that gives you the idea that, uh uh-oh, we think it's coming?
3: Well, I, I publish it in my report. It's two two things that I watch very closely, and that one of them is the velocity of money, and this is where money exchanges hands. There's different calculations. There's the M1, the M2. I don't want to go into detail, but I follow the M2, and the velocity of money means people spending money and money changing hands. And that has basically dropped to below the 1960s levels. So that's something that I watch, and I also watch the the uh, Baltic Dry Index, which is the shipping index, the cost of shipping bulk goods overseas, whether it be oil or you know liquid or dry goods. This index gives us an indication if there's demand, and and it's just not there. So I watch that.
1: And Dan, are, are both of those uh, are both those indexes into your Schaefer Market Report?
3: Yes, I include those, and I update those as they're updated uh, weekly in the Schaefer Market Report, because I I think that's very compelling. I even say there that I believe this is what the Federal Reserve is looking at. Forget the jaw-boning. Forget the Federal Reserve uh, vice chairman speaking, Fisher, the other day, or the Dallas Fed speaking, or Kachalakara speaking. I mean, these guys are not rock stars. They don't know what the future is going to bring. Hey, Dan. And,
1: you know, yes. Hey, Dan, let, let's finish that point um, a, after we uh, after we get back. Let, let, I would just want to make sure that people are listening right now. If you'd like to make your way, get some information that might help you uh, have a critical conversation with your current advisor, then I'd recommend that you, you get our three different pieces of, of literature that we're going to send out. I've got an investor's guide called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you another white paper called 2015 is a New Year, Uncover Seven hidden risks that may be lurking in your portfolio. And just like Dan said, he's got a whole bunch of information in his Schaefer Market Report that uh, discusses what he sees going on right now in the markets. And all three of these things, it's a little over 60 pages of information. It's yours if you phone us at 800-682-2806. Again, toll free, 800-682-2806. And I'm going to come back after the break, talk more with Dan Schaefer. My name's Sean Davis. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources talking about
2: risk to your wealth can be a really uncomfortable conversation. Who wants to think about that? It's a negative concept from the beginning, and after you've worked so hard to get there, why worry about something happening to it? Well, because something can happen to it. Do you know what the tax ramifications are and what inflation can do to your nest egg over time? Do you? It's a very serious concern with the uncertainty of the economy. How about your health? When, and most likely it will be when, not if... When might you have a health scare enough to threaten your nest egg? You need answers and preparation to these questions and more, and you'll find them in the white papers from today's show. It's important to have yourself protected all around. Be prepared. Take the appropriate steps to be sure you're protected in the event of the unforeseen. Call Davis Financial Advisors now to get your copy of Wealth Risks at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806. Or online at
1: davisfinancialadvisors.com Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on Your Radio, talking about your money, your investments, all things financial of course, all things uncommon. As always, and if you're along with me, we're um, we're having a chat with Dan Schaefer and we're discussing the markets and really the the reason I'm doing the show is I want to I want to talk about the markets being at all-time highs and playing a little defense with your portfolio. You know, you buy insurance before you need it so that if something happens, you're not catastrophically wiped out. In the same way, when you're managing your money, you need to have a defensive posture. When the market's at all-time highs, you know, you got to protect your backside. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking and one of the reasons why I'd encourage you to phone me. Right now, I'm going to give you three things. If you call 800-682-2806, I've got an investor's guide called Investing with a Net Imagine a circus performer, a trapeze, you know. Um, you want to have a net in case you just you just miss. You want to have something that catches you. So it's ten defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential market crash. I'm also gonna give you a white paper called 2015's a new year and cover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And lastly, um, Dan's valuable Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute thoughts, ideas. Um, theories on indexes, markets, commodities, futures, et etc. All of that is yours if you call us at eight hundred six eight two two eight zero six all right, Dan, so um, you heard me saying that I wanted to do this show because I really want to discuss. Kind of investing with the net, and 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 if I'm candid, you, you know, you paint a um, a picture that isn't optimistic, and I want to be candid that you're not alone. Harry Dent said the same things. Faber, Rogers, Maloney, Stockman, you know, all of these guys are kind of in the same vein. So the 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 real question is you know, speaking to somebody out there that's listening to us, you know, what can an individual investor do to help protect themselves? I mean, do you like, for example, the diversification model of some of the endowment funds? You you suggest somebody sitting on cash. I mean, what, what, what what would you suggest?
3: Well, there are many things that can be done here, and this is a time to become very defensive. In fact, some of the Wall Street firms have changed some of their positions about how much cash people should be holding. Some of them have raised it to 25%. And just overnight, uh, waking up this morning, we had the uh, Bank of japan china excuse me china the people 's Bank of China just cut their benchmark interest rate by twenty five basis points to five point three five percent so you know rates are, are definitely coming down. so what do you do uh, in this kind of environment? This is the time to really be diversified and Sean i 've had people where I talk to them they go well I'm i 'm diversified and they say, "Well, tell me what you have." And they tell me they have U.S. big blue chip stocks, they have emerging markets, they have sector stocks in energy, they have uh, um, uh, biotech stocks, or they'll have uh, uh, um, the SOX index, you know, where they're they're invested in the technology sectors. And and, and then they say they have small cap, mid cap, large cap. I say, wait a minute, you're not diversified, you're in stocks. That's 100% stocks diversification like you just mentioned with the endowment funds and these major institutions they know what diversification is and that is to get into all different types of asset classes to follow the cycles so we have not only the stock markets around the world but there are certain Income-producing assets, investment assets, hard assets like real estate, and dividend-producing assets or, or, or yield-returning assets that you don't get in the stock market that can do very well over time. So you know, we you know, it's use fu- assets.
1: Fu- Hold on, Dan. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because just this last week, I don't know if you caught it. It was in uh, it was in the Wall Street Journal. They were talking about uh, advisors in our industry adding for example, real assets, and specifically we're talking about real estate to a portfolio, and the idea behind it was adding a non-correlated asset like that actually helps to reduce risk and potentially enhance returns because it isn't going to move in lockstep. So we are seeing more of that information coming out for those that are paying attention that that echoes exactly what you're saying.
3: Yes, and this study has been done for years, going over 10, 20, 30-year periods, That a blended portfolio of asset classes commodities currencies equities bonds real estate a blended portfolio can actually yield you potentially better returns and much much lower volatility and that's the key Sean the volatility is what's going to hurt people and because the stock market moves so quickly that volatility is there And you know, just like it works, when you need your money, that's when it's going to be at its worst, and and when you need to take it out of the stock market. So this diversification key is what I focus on, is what the major people are focusing on that are long-term investors looking for cycles. There's a lot of opportunity right now, especially with deflation coming into play. I wrote in my book years ago. Deflation is good because when you have cash, you'll be able to buy these assets that other people are being forced to sell and liquidate. And that's what you're seeing in the energy markets. You're seeing it in the metals markets with gold and silver at really historical lows. There are going to be other opportunities. The stock market is not the only game in town. It's the only thing we hear about on the news every night. I mean, probably everybody in America can tell you what the Dow Jones and the S&P did, but they can't tell you how the real estate market's been doing. They can't tell you how the lumber market's been doing. They, they can't tell you about how the oil market is really being perceived around the world. So there are so many other alternatives, and that's what I suggest, and, and especially – especially if you've taken this ride and you got lucky and you rode it out this is a time to take some of those profits and diversify them into other areas that haven't been doing so well that have been, have looked not so good because those will cycle and come back again. And those are examples that I use uh, that I put in the Schaefer Market Report because I'm looking for some of these cycles to start to take play once we reach the bottom. And you know what? We'll, we're going to be early. Your investors are going to be early. You're never going to catch the bottom and you're never going to catch the top. The goal is to make a profit on the cycles. And that's what I recommend to the listeners.
1: Hey, I, I'm a huge advocate of having people get a second opinion. Um, my thought is that successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with people that have a different viewpoint or a different perspective. And so there's no there's no limit on how many advisors you can have. I mean, is this something that you could... I mean, I, I know my stuff is something that people could take to an advisor to have a critical conversation if they're nervous. Is the, is the Schaefer Market Report something that people could receive and talk with their current advisor about the state of the markets with? And hopefully... You know, that advisor knows what's going on to the degree that you do because you'd want that if someone's managed your money. So, so could somebody use it in that regard to get a second opinion?
3: Hey, listen, they could take it to whoever they want. I, 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 it's so funny you say that. I actually got a call this week from a major top four firm in the country. Somebody took my report to this advisor. The advisor called me and he said, can you explain to me what's on this report? I don't quite understand what you're doing. And I'm telling you that some people will get it and some people won't, but it definitely is an eye-opener. If you take this report to your advisor and you say, you see what this guy is writing? Where are we positioned similar to what he's talking about? And a lot of them will be scratching their heads. Uh, you know, that's my opinion. That's what happened in, in this past week, and it happens a lot. You know, I, I have my opinions of what's going on, and the And as you mentioned, I'm in the media. I'm a regular guest contributor on the fox business network and i told them i said the worst thing is to have somebody come on the air and say something as an opinion and not back it up i back up my opinion this is why i say what i say i don't just say it because it's i think i say what i believe it's why i believe it and that's why i put this report together and it's been very well received and yes it has been taken by many people to their advisors where it has changed the course of how they invest their money
1: Hey, Dan, and we're going to give it out to anybody that wants it that calls 800-682-2806. But before I outline that, I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Um, I really appreciate your thoughts, your ideas, your feedback. Um, obviously, we want to have you back on um, sooner rather than later, but I appreciate your uh, commentary, and I appreciate the research that you've done for the Shaper Market Report. So if you're listening right now, trying to make your way with your investments, would like to get a second opinion, um, then I'd like you to call us at 800 682 I'm going to give you Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you a white paper called 2015 is a New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And lastly, I'm going to give you a copy of that report that Dan talked about, his Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute current thoughts, ideas, Um theories about what's going on in the markets, and all of it is for you if you call us at 800 My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And by the way, we've got a ton of information on our website, www.DavisFinancialAdvisors.com. We've got many white papers there as well, but all you can do is call 800 I'll be back right after the break. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments.
2: If you have wealth, you know how hard it is to accumulate. You've also most likely seen examples of how easy it is to lose wealth. Requires care, diligence, and protection. If you're a wealthy investor with at least five hundred thousand or more in investable assets, we think it would be prudent and reasonable to get a second opinion on your current investment planning. Sean and his team at Davis Financial Advisors are ready, willing, and able to give you a second opinion through their lens of uncommon resources. Successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with advisors that have different viewpoints and perspectives. Getting a second Second opinion reduces the chance or likelihood of being blindsided by a wealth risk that you didn't see coming. Did you know that you could be limited by your advisor's limitations? Here's what I know: most successful people, wealthy investors, don't like to be limited. Is your advisor limiting your investment options? Call Sean and his team right now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806.
1: Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money, talking about your investments, all things financial, of course, all things uncommon, as always. And you caught me talking about the um, playing defense, talking about the markets, having an interview with Dan Schaefer, markets at all-time highs. You may be worried about your money. And here's what I would suggest that you do, if you are. You need to get educated. It's your money. You're paying for the lessons. You might as well get educated. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can call us at 800-682-2806. We're going to give you three things. I'm going to give you Dan Schaefer Schaefer Market Report. I'm going to give you a white paper called 2015's a New Year and cover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'm also going to give you Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. All three of those or yours if you simply call 800-682-2806. Now, beyond that, here's another recommendation. It's important to um, to figure out what else is out there, and it's also important to diversify, which is strategy number seven of our list here. Diversify. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Well, I say don't have all your baskets in the same truck either. You can have different baskets. Don't put them all in the same truck. <laughs> I don't think it's as easy to get investment diversification in a stock market-only portfolio. Let me say that again. I don't think it's easy to get true investment diversification in a stock market-only portfolio. Why? Why do you say that, Sean? Why would you say that? Well, because too much of the traditional equities market is positively correlated. In other words, the stock market tends to move with the stock market. Think about it for a second. Did all of your investments in the market fall back in 2008, 2009 when the stock market fell? Have they all pretty much come back up with the rest of the market since then? And if they all pretty much went down with the market and they all pretty much came back up with the rest of the market, how, how, tell me, how is that diversification? The concept of diversification is that the investments don't move together. Using the all your eggs in one basket analogy, the concept is that if you drop the basket, all your eggs don't break. From a financial perspective, if all your eggs are in the stock market basket, and it falls again, how will that affect your ability to stay retired? To retire when you thought you were going to retire? See, I've had those conversations with folks before. Going back to 2000, 2001, I was in the business. Thought I had my clients diversified, small cap, mid cap, large cap, value, growth, international, sector specific, telecommunications, pharmaceutical, biomed, all kinds of different things. Looked great on their statement. 45, 50 different choices. Looked awesome. Nice little pie chart at the top. You probably have one of those. A little pie chart at the top makes you feel like you're diversified. The problem is when the stock market chooses to have a bad month, a bad quarter, a bad year? Don't, doesn't everything in that market basket, doesn't it all fall? That was my experience. What was yours? 2008, 2009, what was your experience? Did it all fall? And if it did, how, how is that diversification? Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense to you. Strategy number nine, get a second opinion because not all financial advisors have the same resources. We don't. We may be licensed the same, but a lot of the resources of your advisor has to do with who they're working with, what their big firm is, you know, who they have standing behind them. You know, I used to work with a big insurance company, and I had a, v- a much more limited toolbox of investment options to help my clients than I do today. It's not that they can't help you, and it's not that some of those things aren't appropriate. I'm just trying to say that if you're if you're if you're going to uh, shop for a car, and you go to one brand manufacturer that's a little different than going to the auto mall right more diversification more choices that's my point you got to get a second opinion it's too important not to it's your money you're paying for the lessons you might be limited because of your advisor's limitations you never know Strategy number 10, you got to ask questions, especially at market highs. You can, you can be like the frog on the, in the pot, the water's warming on the stove, and you have no idea what's going on. You could be like that, and the only way that you're going to really know is to ask questions. Specifically, if you're working with an advisor now, ask your advisor some of the following questions. You might find these thought-provoking. I, I wrote them. I think they're interesting. I think that they're strategic. I think, I think... There are questions that you would want your advisor to have answers to. Are you comfortable with our current investment strategy, given all the recent volatility in the markets? This is what you'd say to your advisor. Are you comfortable with our strategy, given all the volatility? If so, why? What makes you comfortable? If not, what's your plan? Is our current investment strategy dependent on the stock market good? In other words, do we only make money if the market is up? What happens to my investments if there is a significant fall in the stock market again? How are you, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, planning to address this risk if the market does fall again? Everyone's talking about the recent market volatility being kind of a motion reaction to current news. So if the markets react to emotion, what's your plan for future emotion that will come as things change? How is our plan affected by bad news in the future? How many of my investments move together? In other words, if there is a market fall, do all of my investments move together? Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, did my investments move together when everything fell back in 2008-2009? Did they all come back up in the last few years with the rest of the market? And if they all pretty much went down together and all came back up together, how is that diversification? What's your plan to address inflation risk? Do you have any investments that don't move with the stock market? That might tell you how limited or expansive their options are. Do you have any investments that don't move with the market? Do you represent any investments tied to real assets as opposed to paper assets? Mr. or Mrs. Advisor, did you suggest to your clients that they get out of the stock market when it was an all-time high back in 2008? Did you suggest they get out when it was at a high? When it fell 50% over the next six months between October of 2008 and March of 2009, did you suggest to your clients to get out then? In other words, did that prompt you to want to get out? And if you didn't suggest to your clients to get out at an all-time high and didn't suggest at an all-time low, what qualifies as a reason to get out Ever. These are questions you should have answers to. All of these questions are in my latest investor's guide, and that's why you should call 800-682-2806. I'm just trying to help you get more informed. And if you call 800-682-2806, I'm going to give you a white paper as well called 2015 is a New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'm also going to give you Dan's Schaefer Market Report. Over 60 pages of information. For you. And all of this is available too on our web, www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. Rest assured. I'll be back here, same time, same place, next week to talk more about your money. This has been Uncommon Investments and Resources with Sean Davis. Have a great week.
0: Different types of investing involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value, or liquidity. There can be no assurance that any investment strategy will be profitable.
4: The show is now over, but this is the critical question that only you can answer. Was it informative and helpful? Sean and his team feel that financial advisors should bring you knowledge, information, and resources that you cannot easily come by on your own. Otherwise, what is the point of a financial advisor? If you can do what they do, you probably don't need one. There are two ways to make the information you heard here today more valuable to you. First, call or go online to receive the white papers Sean offered. Having a tangible copy of the information will allow you to take notes and review. Second, take the advantage of the opportunity to sit down with an advisor one-on-one. Retirement planning is complex and individual. It requires the knowledge of professionals. If you requested information, Kaylee or Stephanie will call you personally to schedule your no-obligation private meeting with Sean or one of his advisors. Call 800-682-2806. That's 800-682-2806 online at davisfinancialadvisors.com.